It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. Yes, that's right, folks. It's me, your host, Joe Canale, and this is your weekly, we're saying weekly sports dump. And you know what? This is maybe the first time that I've released it on a Friday afternoon, which is typically when a news dump comes. So maybe this is the time we were we were looking to do it all the time anyway, if that makes sense. It may not. Now, this is an audio-only episode. For those of you who are listening and then immediately go and watch the corresponding episode on YouTube, no, not this time. This is not one of those Zoom meeting recordings with Nooch or Brad or Quincy or anyone. It's just me all by myself. But I don't even have my usual baseball expert, my brother, but he's a baseball history expert. And today is a day of baseball future. That's right. It's our baseball preview. And uh, we're going to go over one thing for every team that may or may not be true, but it's something you did not know about that team. I think really in most cases, it's absolutely true. In a couple cases, it may be up for, you know, opinions. And in one or two cases, it may be an outright lie. But that's for you to decide. And that's in just a minute because it's been a while, folks. It's been a while since we've done an episode. And so I just wanted to touch on a couple of the big news items that have happened in the past, oh, let's say weeks. First of all, Coach K. Oh, we hardly knew you, huh? And it was so, it was almost like suddenly he's there coaching and then all of a sudden he's done coaching and you're like, whoa, they, I didn't even know that this was happening with him. They hardly, hardly covered it at all. Well, what a great way. Even if, you, even if you're not a Carolina fan in particular, more specifically, if you're a Duke hater, which is a much greater group of people, obviously. I would think Kentucky fans were very happy that uh, this happened. And all ACC fans in general, and really most, most college basketball fans, except for the, the very few drawn to Duke. And you can make your own conclusions about those people. I think I've made my thoughts known. But it's uh, good riddance to you, Coach K. I'm sure you'll be taking a year off to do TV and rip on all your compatriots before coming back uh, and then ripping on uh, the guy who followed you and like demoting him back to head coach or assistant coach or something. So that was a great thing that happened. Unfortunately, uh, Bill Self, who's not, you know, eh, whatever. You can't get mad, I guess, if the guy is paying college players, even uh, though it wasn't legal a couple years ago. It's legal now, pretty much. So, you know, it's like marijuana laws. Why don't they just expunge this and, and be like, you know what? Those who are paying the players, and yet still, those who are paying the players, you know, let's give them a break. And yet still, the coach at LSU got fired because he went so far beyond whatever those uh, violations are like extortion was part of it and all this stuff and to the point that LSU has no returning scholarship players so that's fun for them uh talk about a clean slate for the new coach so that was college basketball and that is that's basically a wrap on that for now for months and months 
and LeBron out for the season and the Lakers out for the season. I really thought LeBron was going to come back for these two meaningless games and get the scoring title. And he's not doing that, but there's a part of him that really wants to. But he knows people give him shit, and there's a sensitivity on his part, so he's he's not going to do it. I, if I were him, I'd do it and be like, I'm fucking LeBron. I'm 37, and I'm going to lead the league in scoring. And even if I did it just to do it, it's still impressive. L- more impressive even, I would say, than when Russ Westbrook uh, averaged a triple-double, even though... It seems more impressive to do that average of a triple-double. You take the age into account, and a lot of the time LeBron, you know, the first half of the season he was still trying to win. He just had to score. Last half of the season he's been scoring to score, but it's pretty impressive, and I would go for it if I was him, but he's not. So that's a wrap on LeBron, not a wrap on the NBA. I'm sure we'll bring Nooch in soon to uh, give our playoff picks. Two years ago I think uh, we had the final matchup, I think, I think I might have had the whole thing. Might have had the whole thing right. Lakers, Heat, I think I picked that one. And then last year, I don't know what happened last year, which means I probably got it wrong. But we'll make our picks for this year in just a few days. And the final thing I wanted to catch up on is that uh, Tiger, as of right now, he may, not only did he make the cut at the Masters, Tiger is in the top 20 or close to it right now. There's a few more people playing as I record this. He's around 20th right now. Still beyond impressive. The man almost died a little over a year ago. Now, it is very impressive and ridiculous that this has happened for Tiger. But this points more to uh, an argument I've made for a long time, which is that golfers in general are not athletes, okay? nor should they be considered as such. They have very good hand-eye coordination in the same way that a ping-pong player would. You might suggest a tennis player, but a tennis player is running a lot more. Now, a golfer has to walk. I acknowledge that, but I've made the argument a lot of times, and it's the argument I get against me is in the all-sports fantasy league I am in where there's a lot of lawyers and Ivy Leaguers, and they're all like, no, no, you have to be really. And I'm like, if any of us, maybe not any of us, but me, if I played every day as a kid and worked near a course, I could be, I could be on, if not the PGA, the one right below tour. Now, but maybe I, I overstate my athletic ability or understate the golfer's athletic ability. But when Tiger Woods, basically in his first competitive golf since a crippling car injury where he almost lost his leg, And then just to mention, he hasn't played in like really competitive golf in a year plus. And he was barely playing then because he had a back injury. How about getting in a massive car crash after a back injury? No, thank you. Boy, that sounded really like it was influenced by, you know, Chris Russo or something. But the point is, if Tiger is doing this well, hats off to Tiger. Amazing. But slap in the face, to use a current term, to all the golfers who are not dominating a hobbled Tiger Woods right now. You know, it's not like they're not trying to win this thing. All right, so that's catching us up on all that is going on. And now what we're going to do for you is we're not going to do the picking who's going to win. I could do that in a week or two. I'd like to see, there's no reason to not give it a week to see what's going on and then make your picks, okay? There's no harm in that. I could still say who I thought was going to win. There's no cheating if you made the pick today or next week. So... Instead of giving you in-depth analysis that you might expect, 
we're going to give you a fact or a not fact about each of these teams that you definitely did not know, except for two or three that I may have mentioned on this show before. And the order we're going to go in is starting with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I'll tell you why. Because the list I had was missing a space, so I had to move Arizona all the way to the top and put it above the Yankees, which was the first team I was going to do. So Arizona starts simply because of bad counting on my part. Here's your fact about Arizona baseball. They are in first place right now after one game. This is the last time this season that they will be in first place. Okay? That may turn out to be a fact. May not, but I think it's only going to take a few days to know. They are not going to be in first place again, at least by themselves for the rest of this season. Okay. Now, on to the real baseball teams. We'll start with the Yankees, okay? And my little factoid for you is that the New York Yankees started out as the New York Highlanders. And, of course, the name Highlanders and those early teams is what inspired the Highlander movie series, TV series that followed in all the movies. It may or may not be true, that one. But the name Highlanders was the original name of your New York Yankees, Derek Jeter, number two. Moving on from great franchises to the Boston Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox have some of the worst players and fans in the history of baseball, and I know I've mentioned this before. I, I, I got to get over this bias because I'll, I'll just be honest. I listen, as you know, listeners, to Dan Lebetard's show. And if you listen to me talk about it, you would probably just go over and listen to them. But I, I'm less frequent, so I'm, I'm like a little, you know, just a taste of me. And you can go for your regular meals there. But Mike Schur knows a lot about baseball. Very funny guy. Unfortunately, two of my big biases, Red Sox fans and Harvard guys. Maybe there's some, with the Red Sox, it's not envy, really. Although recently, they've done, you know, much better than the Yankees. And the Harvard thing, you know, maybe that's a little bit of envy. But there's, you know, they're, they're, they're overstated, their influence. And most of the influence of Harvard people, I'd say, is bad. 50. I don't know. One or the other. But, you know, a lot of very, very wealthy, evil people have come out of there. I'm not saying Mike sure is. I'm sure he's wealthy. I'm not saying he's evil. I, in fact, I think he's the opposite. I think he's very funny. The problem is he's a Red Sox fan. And uh, I'm trying to kick this bias really, and it's so hard. Regardless, one of the facts I think uh, he gave us, so uh, I'll be bringing that up later. He's a Red Sox fan, and, and that's, that's the tough part, is I think if he was a Yankee fan, he might be one of my favorite people. And I just am trying to be honest about this bias. So the thing I'll tell you about the Red Sox, I've said it before, I know. Not only did they, first of all, trade uh, or give away or sell Babe Ruth, I believe Tris Speaker they also gave away pretty cheaply. And they let Mookie Betts leave as well uh, in the prime of his career. So a lot of guys, you know, do a lot better after leaving the Red Sox. And I hope that happens with everyone who leaves the Red Sox. Uh, not that I hope that they do well for the Red Sox. But Ted Williams, here's the factoid. Uh, his last at bat, he hit a home run in uh, Fenway Park. And as he rounded the bases, the crowd applauded him and wanted him to tip his cap. And he wouldn't because they were such... Shitty fans. All right. 
That was your Boston Red Stockings. Moving on to Tampa Bay. Since removing the name Devil, the Tampa Bay Rays winning percentage is almost 150 points higher. So it was like a like a four. It was like a 399 winning percentage as the Devil Rays, and now it's like 545 as the Rays. So chalk one up in favor of you know. Turning from the devil can can make good things happen. Or turning to analytics, one way or the other. It's science or it's, uh, you know, superstition. It's up to you. That's your Tampa Bay fact. The Baltimore Orioles, or Orioles as I call them, they were originally, in 1901, for one year, the Milwaukee Brewers. Did you know that? You do now. That's, a, that's, that's an actual factoid for you there. Toronto is in Canada. Now, that's not necessarily the fact, but they are going to show us this season who is and isn't vaccinated in Major League Baseball. So they are the literal litmus test for vaccination. Well, not literal. See, (laughs) I may have used literal wrong, and I'm sorry, because it's not a litmus test. They're the literal test, I guess, for whether you're vaxxed or not. The litmus paper has no no place in it. So the literal was wrong there. But they will be the test because if you can't make it up there to Toronto for a game, it means you're probably not vaccinated. Okay. That's just something to know. Look for for the rest of the year. Chicago White Sox. I know I, I've said this a lot, but I'll just make it a different kind of statement. Their manager, Tony La Russa, has single-handedly ruined baseball. Two ways he did this. One is with his enabling of steroids. And no one did it more than, than old Tony. And number two is with his, you know, performative trips to the mound and changing baseball, leading us to this reliever revolution. He was the first step on that journey, single-handedly lengthening games by a half an hour in just like his 30 years of existence in the game of baseball. So those are the two ways he's ruined it. Kansas City Royals, okay? George Brett is the giver of the second greatest monologue I've ever heard about shitting yourself. The greatest monologue belongs to, uh, I believe he's still my friend, Ike Barinholtz. Uh, You'd have to ask him about that monologue. But look up George Brett, great meal for a treat, and watch the young minor leaguer he tells that story to. On YouTube, George Brett, great meal. That's a treat for you, listeners. Now, in Detroit, ah, Detroit. I think I'm going to a Tigers game later this year, and there's a possibility I will see Miguel Cabrera's 3,000th hit. That's possible. I think he has to get like a hit a game, basically, until then, which is is very possible. So I might see his 3,000th hit, which would be pretty cool. Now, my wife has seen saw John Smoltz get his 3,000th strikeout in Atlanta, and uh, the stadium was like less than half full. So that'll tell you about those fans. We'll get to Atlanta later on. But, uh, oh, I had to have a fact about him. Well, how about that? I'm going to see a Detroit Tigers game because there's really there's really not anything else. Oh, I did have something. Miguel Cabrera can eat an entire cake in the same amount of time it takes him to run the bases, which says, A, how quickly he can eat a cake, and also, B, how slowly he runs the bases. I don't know if that one is a fact. Now to the Cleveland Guardians, okay? The Cleveland Guardians. Now, did you know they changed their name to Guardians from a previous name? Now, I believe their request to the league was to change their name from Cleveland, 
but the league did not allow them to do that. So they are still Cleveland Guardians. So half of that name has improved. Moving on to Minnesota. The Minnesota Twins have never had an actual set of twins on the team, as far as I know. I did not research that. Also, they used to be the Senators. Okay. The Texas Rangers. The people uh, in the Dallas Metroplex area have a lifetime agreement with Jerry Jones that every 10 years they need to build a new sports stadium, whether it's needed or not. And somehow they have to pay him to build the stadium. And then he gets to keep the stadium. It's a pretty sweet deal for him. Uh, and the Rangers, they, I believe they have a, like the newest and then like the eighth newest or tenth newest stadium in baseball, but they don't play in the, the older one because it was built in a sun, in, in plain view of a sunspot or something like that. Also, Texas Rangers used to be the Washington Senators, two in a row there. The Houston team, the Astros, they've switched leagues. They're in the American League. They're cheaters, of course, we know. And they were known as the Colt 45s originally. Okay, now, since they changed their name from the Colt 45s to the Astros, their winning percentage is 100 points higher. So changing the name from the gun there to Astros, that's another sign that turning from the devil. Not that the devil is a gun, but I bet you the devil has a gun if he wants to. Okay. So that's, that's some more evidence in turning to the good side for some more winning. Of course, they were only the Colt 45s for a couple years. Now, the California Angels, well, that's not even really their team. They were the California Angels. Now, this team has never, maybe they played one year in the, the Coliseum or some shit. But since they've moved into their stadium, which is just as old as Dodger Stadium, I think, or a couple years younger. Since they've moved in there, they haven't moved. They've been in the same city. They've been the Angels the whole time. But they were the California Angels, then the Anaheim Angels, then the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And now, despite still being in Anaheim, never moving from Anaheim, starting in Anaheim, having all their fans probably from Anaheim, they are now the Los Angeles Angels. So they've just cut Anaheim out altogether. If I was in Anaheim, I wouldn't go to their games. But that's not me. I'm not them. That's not me. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Moving on from them, the A's were also coached by Tony LaRussa. That's what I have for the A's. Well, they've traded all their good players away. And they may not be in Oakland. Get ready, San Antonio. And this is another team that will have four, as opposed to the Angels, will have the same team. The same mascot, but be in four different cities, which would be Philadelphia, Kansas City, Oakland, and then San Antonio. They're making a trip around the United States. So, other than them, let's see. Seattle. Ah, yes. Well, what I have about Seattle is I went to a game in Seattle. I think it was Ichiro's, like, third or fourth game. Started a mushroom sandwich chant that caught on they're a very yes andy crowd there in uh whatever that is oakland and no seattle and the northwest and seattle in particular i believe has the highest rate of serial killers in the world now how can i prove that i don't know 
But just from looking at the people in Seattle when I was there for about five or six days, it looked like they had the most serial killers. A lot of people trying to look anonymous, so you can't tell who they are, sunglasses, trench coats, you know, big, big machetes and stuff. Probably, I, I probably didn't see that. But anyway, I don't know if that's a fact about that team, but you have to figure that out. The Mets, the Mets have been, quote unquote, the Mets for their entire existence, even when they won. And they continue to be the Mets. Wouldn't be surprised if Max Scherzer only makes about, between Max Scherzer and not Noah Snydegard, the other guy, the other starting pitcher who's really good, who's injured. Between them, they won't make 35 starts combined. So that's a pretty easy one. Scherzer in the number one. I should know his name, but he's a Met, and there you go. Easy to forget. Washington. Okay, for Red Sox fans who aren't used to this winning and want to go back to the days when, you know, you had Ted Williams but bad teams, watch the Nationals this year because they got one guy. They have one player. Juan Soto is his name, and he's a one-man wrecking crew. He, he could win the MVP, and they could have the worst record in the league. Probably won't happen, but again, that's something to look for, and I know Red Sox fans want to have that feeling again. Also, the Washington Nationals were the, Na the Senators, rather, were the Nationals for about 45 of their years in Washington, but no one called them the Nationals, even though it was officially their name. They just remained the Senators all that time. Look it up. Moving right along, folks, the Philadelphia, I want to say Phillies. I am a better fielder than every single member of the starting Philadelphia Phillies lineup. Okay? Watch them this season and see if I'm wrong. All right, Atlanta, I may have alluded to this, but they built a new stadium further from Atlanta, specifically so that they would have more white people come to the games, or maybe even more specifically, less minority people come to the games. Now, they're not going to say that was their intention, but there's a lot of other things about the team that suggests, including uh, Acuna not really liking Freddie Freeman that much. What's going on there? Point being, they won the World Series after moving this stadium, so that's a point in favor of evil. So that's not good. That's, uh, that's, that's against... That's a, you know, a point for evil. Miami. Okay. Now, what I was, the fact about Miami, I was going to say, is they've won the World Series twice. And their, the ages of their coaches was like over 70. Because you had, you know, you had Trader Jack McKeon. He was 73. So, and he looked it, right? And then I thought Leland was like 70 when he was there. Jim Leland was 53 when he was with Miami and won. Now, that guy has looked 96 years old since he was 40. That's, that's the Miami fact. And they may even be the Florida. No, they started out Florida, and now they're Miami. Now, the Chicago Cubs. The uh, Chicago Cubs owners want to buy Ch Chelsea soccer team. Okay? Chelsea soccer team has previously been owned by one of Vladimir Putin's good friends, an oligarch. Now, he is maybe trying to broker peace and everything. He may have been poisoned by Russia. We don't know. Point is, the guy is an oligarch, and they're getting rid of him. 
and the fans at Chelsea think that the Ricketts family is even worse than this guy and they don't want them. So that tells you something about the Ricketts family. And there you go. Pittsburgh, I, I believe, now you, when you hear me say I believe, you, you can say it might not be a fact, but I believe the Pittsburgh Pirates are engaged in some kind of Brewster's Millions type scenario where if they finish in last place, like nine out of ten years or something, they're going to get a billion dollars. Because I can't think of another reason to, to run the team that the way they're doing this. Because you have teams like Tampa Bay that don't have any money, or the A's who don't have any money, and they win. Get it together, Pirates. You have cool uniforms. All right, folks, we're in the home stretch here. Cincinnati uh, must have a vendetta against Joey Votto. They've put together a great young team competing last year, and then they traded all the good players except Joey Votto this year. So someone there hates Joey Votto and wants him to just just sit in misery and obscurity for the rest of his career. And that ain't, that ain't cool. Milwaukee Brewers started out as the Seattle Pilots in 1969. How about that shit? I bet you thought the Mariners were the Pilots, but no. The Seattle Pilots then went and became the Milwaukee Brewers. And there you go. Because the Milwaukee Braves did not become the Brewers. The Milwaukee Braves became the Atlanta Braves. St. Louis, this might be a fact you've heard here before. They lead Major League Baseball in fans openly wearing swastika tattoos to the games. Congratulations. And they believe that they have the best fans in in the game. Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm going to say that's the best stadium to watch a game. That's controversial, but I'm adding in the nostalgia element because it's the third oldest park, and unlike the other parks, and really I mentioned the Angel Stadium is about that old, the other two are Wrigley and Fenway, and honestly, Fenway's a shithole. It's so small, they can't do anything with the area around there. Wrigley's a little better, they've built it out and stuff, but still, the interior in both those stadiums, there's nothing you can do. It doesn't hold up. But Dodger Stadium was built, it's very big, it's in this ravine, so there's still a decent amount of space in the in the walkways and everything, and it has the history, it's in a cool setting, I'm going to put that as the best park in baseball, eat it if you don't agree. The San Francisco Giants, I have gone to that stadium with both of my wives, I don't have two wives now, but my ex-wife went on my, maybe chronicled it, there was a camera that broke while we were there, it fell. Years later, after we were divorced, got the pictures. Very awkward. Went with her. Then, wasn't quite the honeymoon with the second wife, but we went up there, California, San Francisco. So I've been there with all of the wives I've ever had. That might be more a fact about me. San Diego. Ozzie Smith and Dave Winfield, when playing for the San Diego Padres, proved that it's the man who makes the clothes. It's not the clothes that make the man. And finally, and, you know, last and possibly least, and this might be the fact that I'm borrowing from Mike Schur. Thank you, Mike Schur. Sorry, you're a Red Sox fan. Nolan Arenado. They got rid of him, Colorado. This is like, they're so bad. Great player. Third baseman. Really great player. They got rid of him. And they paid $50 million to the Cardinals, a very hateable franchise I mentioned earlier. To give this great player away, Nolan Arenado. And they didn't get really, in return, what you would want or expect. Then, they turn around and sign Chris Bryant 
an inferior player to Nolan Arenado in almost every way. Good, good player, but inferior still. Sign him to a $130 million contract. What the fuck's going on? They could have signed a $180 million contract to Nolan Arenado and had a better player. <sighs> Come on. Colorado, I mean, that, 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 that should be a good place to watch baseball game. Legal weed in the city. Anyway, that was your baseball preview, folks. Now we have the NFL draft, so that means there's another event we'll need to do an uh, episode around. So you can expect that at some point. I can't say when. And again, don't look on the YouTube page for this, but go look on the YouTube page for other content that we've put up there, including me at the NFL draft when it was in Chicago. That's on uh, the Sports Dump page somewhere on YouTube. All right. We'll be back at an indetermined date with another episode. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.